Besides skin cancer, breast cancer is the most commonly diagnosed cancer among American women. In 2020, it's estimated that about 30% of newly diagnosed cancers in women will be breast cancers. So today we're going to talk about breast cancer awareness and new technologies with Dr. Rhonda Henry Tillman, a breast cancer surgeon and a professor for the Department of Surgery and Chief of Breast Oncology at UAMS. This is UAMS Health Talk, the podcast by the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I'm Caitlin White. So doctor, can you talk about the importance of breast cancer screenings in general? So breast cancer screening saves lives. Early detection saves lives. Breast cancer screening entails, one, recognition, knowing um, your risk, and going in for a test called a mammography. It's the most common screening test for early detection of breast cancer. A mammogram is just an x-ray picture of the breast, and you can find calcifications and tumors that are small where you can't feel it. Now, talking about risk, what should people know about their breast cancer risk, and what can they do just to stay ahead of it? Well, we often talk about risk, identifying those that are high risk is very important. And so I, I like to tell people to know there are three main things. Know your history. Know your family history. Your biggest risk factors are being a female and getting older. And so once you know um, your family history, if you don't have any genetic risk for breast cancer, what are your personal risks for breast cancer? Is it your age? Is it your diet and exercise? Those are just things that you can do to improve your risk of developing breast cancer. Exercise can reduce your risk by 25%. And that's significant. Having a healthy weight is also very important. Now, breast cancer patients are still able to receive diagnoses and treatment during this ongoing pandemic. Can you talk about the importance of getting checked still during this time? Yes. So nothing's changed in regards to being able to come into a screening facility or into an outpatient center to be screened for breast cancer. Initially, in in the onset of the pandemic of COVID, they did close centers down to non-urgent or emergent procedures, but they quickly reopened that. And so women are able to come in and get screened. Um, The screening facilities are open just everywhere. Everything is about your protection and about the protection of your providers. So when you come in, you're screened with several questions and you have to wear masks. And typically it's very safe. Most of the time, there's not even anyone in the waiting room with you. They usually have you wait and be called from your phone, get your questionnaire. If you don't have fever, if you haven't been exposed, then you go in and get your standard mammogram. So we screen every day. We also have the mobile van, we call the mammo van, that goes to facilities that don't have screening facilities in their county. That leads me into my next question. Why is surgical efficiency and minimizing patients' time in healthcare facilities more important than ever? So, you know, efficiency has always been important. And keeping patients out of the hospital has always been an important. As far as exposure to COVID, I think that with all the protection and all the things that the institutions have instituted to protect us is safe, is for their safety. And so 
nothing's really changed other than wearing a mask, making sure your hands are clean, make sure you're not exposed to anyone with COVID. But we are very conscientious of caring for the patient. Make we're, you know, this isn't like we're rushing you in to get this mammogram. That's not what I uh, want the message to be. There's nothing changed regarding how you get your mammogram. It's how you're screened to get into the facility that is important. Now, can you tell us about some of the advances we're seeing in breast cancer technologies? Well, the, the main objective for the treatment of breast cancer is to identify it early. Um, early detection saves lives. When it comes to treatment of breast cancer, breast cancer is a multi-specialty um, disease. And it, what I mean by that is that you have multiple providers that are caring for you. You have an expert that start out with your radiologist. That's the person who probably gets your mammogram, does your biopsy. You then, if you are diagnosed with a cancer, your specimens are sent to your pathologist who reads them. You're sent to a fellowship or expert trained breast cancer doctor. That could be your surgeon if you need surgery, your medical oncologist who gives chemo. They also have support from a behavioral perspective because getting a diagnosis of breast cancer is about treating, not just treating the cancer, but it's treating the individual um, person. And so it can make you depressed. It can make you afraid. So we have all types of support. Um, We have your radiation doctor, who's your radiation oncologist. We have a team of doctors that care um, for breast cancer. We have your plastic surgeon. They're a part of the team that helps restore you to a cosmetically acceptable outcome. And so everyone has different desires. Um, We do procedures that we now refer to as oncoplastic techniques, where our goal is to give you minimal um, deformity or change in the breast. If you decide to have a mastectomy or you require to have a mastectomy, having reconstruction as an option either by using your own tissue or using implant-based reconstruction. We do a lot of symmetry surgery um, where we make sure that if we remove remove a volume of tissue um, that we make the correction to the other breast so that you're symmetrical. We also do hidden scar type of surgicals where we approach it from a natural fold within the breast instead of on the breast. Treatment is so advanced that we are able to also determine whether you need radiation, whether you need chemotherapy by studying the biology of the tumor. Our pathologists are very thorough in the fact that they could look at that tumor and look for specific proteins, and then we could send it to um, look at the genomics of that tumor and tell us, is your tumor very aggressive where it's going to have a high risk of recurrence and make a decision on whether you need chemo or not based on specific level one evidence that supports the benefit of chemo in you. Now, we're going to get a bit technical here. How can the use of 3D specimen tomosynthesis in the OR help improve surgical outcomes and reduce the need for second surgeries? When we take you to the operating room, our goal is to make sure we remove that cancer, make sure we can find those lymph nodes, and make sure we don't have to take you back for a second procedure. 
So we use a lot of tools in the operating room, and we use a lot of imaging technology. We use 3D tomosynthesis, similar to a tomosynthesis, but we use 3D imaging um, in the operating room to look where we can remove your tumor and look at the tissues under x-ray and look to see if there's additional calcification. Is the tumor close to the edge? That's called a margin. If we see that, we can move additional tissue at the time of surgery. Instead of waiting on the path report, we can use that information to help us do better surgery. What is something you wish more people knew or understood about breast cancer and surgical oncology? The earlier you find the cancer, the better chance of survival. And that survival is also dependent on the biology of the cancer and your response to treatment. And everyone is different. Every tumor is different. Every patient responds to treatment different. And a lot of times, everyone has a story. And their, their story doesn't always mean that will be your story. I'm often amazed sometimes where people will go, well, they'll be younger and they have a lump and they didn't get it checked out because they said, well, you're not old enough to get breast cancer. You know, true, most women who get breast cancer are in their 50s, but we do have younger women who get breast cancer. And so I like for not just the patients and but also our providers to know if an individual comes in with a lump, that they should have it evaluated. The only way to assess that lump is by looking at it first with an ultrasound, and if they're of age, if, if it's something that is of concern, you can get a mammogram. Just because you're not 40 doesn't mean you can't get a mammogram. It's that if you find something, then it becomes a diagnostic, and we work that up accordingly. And so I've seen times where individuals wait because they say, well, I'm not old enough. It, it's not always about age. And so I wish people knew if they feel an abnormality in their breast or they feel a lump, to have it evaluated with a diagnostic test. And if you're young, they'll do an ultrasound. They'll tell you if it looks like a, a cyst or if it looks like a fibroadenoma or if it looks like a cancer. They can sample it and tell you what it is, and you don't have to wait and come in with a late um, diagnosis. Now, wrapping up here, when it comes to treatment, what are some options that people can consider? The primary goal of treatment is to remove the cancer, check to see if it's spread, and make sure it does not come back. In removing the cancer, the options are either taking the cancer out of the breast that's called a lumpectomy. We look for spread by doing a what we call a sentinel lymph node. That's checking the first node that drains the the um, breast. If that is negative, we um, don't take any additional um, nodes. And then, depending on the biology of that tumor, we will provide radiation. That's breast conservation therapy. If the biology of that tumor is hormone-sensitive, depending on the menopausal state of that patient, they will go on endocrine therapy. And depending on the size and the genomics of that tumor, will determine whether they get chemo. The other option is you can remove the breast to get rid of the cancer, and that's a personal decision. And sometimes it's dependent on the size or the type of the cancer. So the earlier the cancer more options you have for treatment. And so either removing the cancer out of the breast with a lumpectomy followed by radiation and checking the lymph node 
or mastectomy with or without reconstruction, depending on the type of cancer and that individual um, choice. We do make decisions together. Sometimes patients get genetic testing and they may have a genetic mutation. And in that case, we look at that mutation and make the decision together on what's the best options for them. Great, doctor. Is there anything else you want to add to this conversation about breast cancer that we didn't touch upon already? So one of the things is that a lot of times um, I talk to you about risk assessment, and it's important that um, knowing your history, knowing your family history, understanding whether or not you know the three generations of family history. If you look at medical records today, the most common thing is not capturing a complete cancer family history. And so I, I, I always, you know, you may not know your family history, but it's important because it does help us. And not just your breast cancer history. Well, is there prostate cancer in your family? Is there colon cancer in your family? Is there gastric cancer in your family? So that we can put that information um, together. We talked about when you do that, there are different calculators that we can use to assess your risk. And the most common one that we recommend to get a true risk assessment is what we call IBIS or the Tyrek-Kusik model, which takes into account breast density. And so there are other risk models that we can use, but we can actually calculate your risk and make a true assessment of what your risk is. Because if you're high risk, you can go into a high risk cancer surveillance. And if you have a family history that suggests a mutation, we can do genetic testing in you and identify whether you have that mutation at, before you get cancer. So history and knowing that information is just as important as getting a screening um, mammogram. And um, I always tell people there are specific guidelines that we follow to do that. We have a high-risk clinic. We have a high-risk assessment clinic. And we can help you identify clearly what your risk is so you'll know whether you should be getting mammograms sooner than age 40. Because if you have a significant risk, or you can be in a high risk where you may need to be screened as well with mammography and MRI. So um, that's one of the most important things that I could tell individuals as well. We don't all have the same risk. The risk that we do have associated is being a female and getting older. But that family history is important, knowing that information so we can do a, a, a better assessment of your lifetime risk for development of breast cancer. Well, thank you so much again for this critical information and for sharing it with us today. That was Dr. Rhonda Henry Tillman, a breast cancer surgeon and professor for the Department of Surgery and Chief of Breast Oncology at UAMS. For more information on breast health, visit UAMSHealth.com. And thank you for listening today. This has been UAMS Health Talk, the podcast by the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences. I'm Caitlin White. Stay well.